As the result of language in the recently adopted state budget, the board at the embattled Western New York OTB is out, and a new board allocated more closely on population in the region is taking over. The move, which was championed by Buffalo Democrats, comes amid allegations of malfeasance against the gambling operator, which has also been the subject of multiple audits and investigations. In opposition to the governance change is State Senator George Borello, a Western New York Republican, who joins us on the show to discuss his concerns. Welcome back to the Capitol Press Room, Senator. It's great to be back on with you. Thank you. So for listeners who might not be familiar with the now 50-year-old Western OTB, can you explain the, the services that, that it provides? Well, essentially, uh, they manage all of the uh, gambling, like video uh, lottery terminals, VLTs, and uh, horse racing. That's the biggest one. We have a successful uh, harness racing uh, location in Batavia, Batavia Downs. Uh, it's the largest revenue generator. And the OTBs manage essentially the, um, all the revenue that comes from uh, not just the horse racing, but also the gambling, which has become very lucrative. And, and, and it actually provides a lot of revenue to a lot of county governments, uh, local governments, as a result of the uh, operations of the OTB off-track betting. And that's the unique structure of the OTBs throughout the state, is that they serve as a way to generate revenue for the municipal governments in the region, right? Yeah, that's correct. And um, in fact, uh, when it comes to the Western Region OTB, Batavia Downs, I'm told, is the only profitable uh, entity out of all of them. And so that makes this operation critically important because it provides the lion's share of the revenue. So in recent years, uh, the Western New York OTB has come under some fire for awarding lucrative health insurance coverage to board members, spending lavishly on luxury boxes for board members, and doling out tens of thousands of dollars in bonuses to top management, all the while being under various states of investigations. Given that backdrop, much of which I should credit uh, to reporting by the Investigative Post, why isn't it time to change the governance of the board? Well, first and foremost, what these changes have done have absolutely nothing to do with addressing any of issues like this. You know, look, there's no question that there were some issues. Uh, I would put them in the scheme of corruption throughout New York State in the, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10. They were on the lower end, that's for sure. Uh, you know, they don't rise to, to the, some of the scandals that have gone unaddressed uh, in New York State. But that notwithstanding, they, they did a lot of self-correcting. They, they brought in the Comptroller's office voluntarily. They also uh, brought in a, uh, a compliance officer that was headed by a former FBI agent to head up their compliance. Uh, they brought in a very well-known Western New York attorney. They've addressed a lot of these issues so that they can ensure that people have confidence that the operations are running not only successfully, but also honestly. Uh, but this change to the board, the makeup, and creating a weighted uh, system is, has absolutely nothing to do uh, with uh, any of those issues. And it's my understanding that the language wouldn't preclude counties or cities from appointing people who are already on the board back to these new terms. Absolutely. You know, so a lot of this was for show. You know, they, they, they cleared the board out. But with this action taking effect immediately after uh, the uh, the governor signed it, and there's no stopping them from reappointing the same people. So a lot of this is, is optics. Does it make sense to change the voting structure of the board, moving to, like you say, a weighted vote system, which will have essentially effect of limiting the power that rural counties have traditionally uh, enjoyed uh, given their outsized voice based on how small their populations are? 
Well, I don't think it makes any sense. And also, there is no other OTB in the state that does a weighted vote system. This is a change solely for the Western Region OTB, which uh, gives me concern that there are other reasons, political reasons, that this was done that have absolutely nothing to do with addressing any of the issues in the past. Uh, keep in mind uh, that uh, in addition to having 15 counties, but two cities, Buffalo and Rochester, also get votes. So if you look at it from that standpoint, um, you've got uh, the Erie County and the city of Buffalo both getting votes. Uh, Monroe County and Rochester both getting votes. That's not the case for the other counties. I mean, if you look at every other county on this list, small rural counties, even counties like uh, Niagara County, well, the city of Niagara Falls doesn't get a vote. Uh, The city of Batavia in Genesee County, they don't get a vote, uh, so on and so forth. Why do the cities of Buffalo and Rochester get a vote? Now, that was always the case, but they had even votes, right? They had everyone got one vote. And if you look at where the lion's share of the revenue comes from, it comes from the rural counties like Genesee County. So the fact that they get very little in return from a revenue standpoint, you know, the lion's share of the revenue did go to those bigger municipalities like uh, Erie, Monroe, and Buffalo and Rochester. But now on top of that, uh, they get an outsized influence on the operations. And uh, the operations are, you know, uh, undoubtedly successful, you know, very profitable. And now you're going to change that makeup with this weighted vote. You mentioned politics. How does the politics of the current head of the Western OTB, its president and CEO, who's a connected Republican, potentially enter into this in an issue that's been driven, as I mentioned at the top, by Buffalo area Democrats. Do you think this is essentially an effort to get him out of there? Yeah, I'm sure Henry Rotasic has probably got a target on his back. But uh, you know what? In his, his tenure, since becoming president in 2016, the revenue at Batavia Downs has gone from $53 million to $83 million. The share of revenue that every municipality is getting is also record. So, you know, they're a, they are a successful operation. Uh, part of the reason is is that they've uh, operated things internally. They brought everything in, and they operate their own food and beverage concessions. You know, I have a, a good depth of knowledge in this. Uh, in my previous life uh, in the hospitality industry as a, as a supplier, uh, I know how competitive this business is. You know, companies that provide uh, these services like Sports Service and Legends and others, this is a highly competitive business. And you pay out uh, a lion's share uh, in revenues uh, for these companies to do this. And Batavia Downs has done this internally and been successful doing it. Food and beverage uh, operations are a significant part of those profit dollars. It's not gambling. Uh, and uh, to risk that by having uh, you know, what could be political changes, politically driven changes uh, to the food and beverage operations in particular is very concerning to me. Changes to the OTB structure that did not make it into the budget but have been bandied around by State Senator Tim Kennedy, a Buffalo Democrat, include capping uh, what they can spend on promotional items as well as restrictions on things like take-home vehicles, both things that the leadership over at Western OTB have been faulted for in the past. What do you think about addressing those items, would that have been a more appropriate use of the state legislature's authority as opposed to rethinking the governance of the Western OTB? Well, like I said before, this change to this weighted vote has nothing to do with addressing any of those issues. And as I also mentioned, they uh, they brought in a lot of uh, self-correcting methods to try to fix those those things. But but in, in, I agree with you. In essence, you want to address, like we do at the legislature, limiting uh, you know, the, what types of uh, you know uh, gifts are allowed or whatever it might be. Um, that is certainly a better solution than you know restructuring something and potentially jeopardizing 
the very critical dollars that go to our local governments. So I read that you, know, you spent time in the county legislature for Chautauqua County, and you also spent some time as the county executive. Did you ever get a chance to appoint anyone to the Western OTB board? And if so, what was the criteria you used or would have used uh, from that position? Well, um, the actually the legislature does appoint that person. Okay. There are reappointments every four years. So in my time, um, yeah, we had some people that had been in there for a long time. Uh, that uh, were appointed. So there was never any, I, I guess there was never any interview process, if you will. It was, uh, you know, some folks that in the end are good community representatives, uh, people that, uh, you know, know people in our community and so forth that can speak on behalf. So uh, there was never any kind of a uh, race, if you will. It was all we, we re- in my time there, we re- reappointed people that had done, had been there and done a good job. Well, we've been speaking with State Senator George Borello. He is a Western New York Republican. Senator, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.